Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Side note, like, you know Let's Wins? Yes. 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 I'm, I used to <gasps> battle them in this hip-hop club in oh the 18th century Paris before they were Let's Wins. What? Yes. Are you kidding me? The dancers? The dancers. Oh, so you can hold your own. <laughs> you know, if this writing doesn't work out, you might see yes. me on yes. the, in the formation. <laughs> Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. And we're back. Or I'm back. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) This is Courtney. This is Joy Marie. Uh, Welcome back, Courtney. I know. I had... So much joy. We oh missed gosh. you. I we know. missed you so much. I oh missed my God. you too. And, but you know, I'm happy. Like we had some great, great guests. I'm a little salty. I missed them, <laughs> but I'm happy for the audience. So yeah, we'll fine. just have to bring them back. That's the solution. True. True. Um, but if you're new to the show, thanks so much for tuning in. Tweet us. Say hello. Check out our site for resources. Jobblogs.com. Subscribe to the newsletter. You can think of us as like your. Uh, I guess we say group chat. Yes. Your, Work group chat. Yeah, your group chat, girlfriends, career confidants. We just chop it up. We keep mm-hmm. it real. We do. We do. <laughs> um, Courtney is back from working on a ton of amazing yes. projects and programs. We're also very pumped and excited because we're both back from vacation. Yes, this is kind of like a wanderlust situation. Yes. After glow. Yes, after glow. Still yes. shining. Still yeah, sparkling. Listen, my tan is on fleek. <laughs> if you, I wish this was video. <laughs> Because it's amazing. (laughs) You're missing out. Um, But also coming up in today's episode, we're going to be having a really great conversation with freelance journalist Janelle Martinez, Mm -hmm. who's going to talk to us about what it's like to be an Afro-Latina in media and how our international experience and worldview shapes the work that she does every day. So very exciting. Stay tuned. Um, Well, you know, so while I was on my travels, I went to Thailand, Mm -hmm. and I spent 10 days there, three in Bangkok, and then the rest in Phuket on the Mm. coast. And so before I left, Joy told me to keep an eye out for epiphanies and such (laughs) (laughs) for the podcast. You know, just casually if they hit you. Yeah, it just happens on the beach. And, you know, it did. You're welcome. So uh, one of the big things that struck me, because this is my longest bit of travel. Like, mm. it's my first time hopping across the ocean. Mm. And I was struck by kind of the misconceptions you can have just about different places. Mm. I think especially Americans in the United States, we kind of think, like, oh, we're just leaders of the world in, like, oh, yeah. every way. And, like, tech yeah. and, like, everyone else is just kind of, you know, catching Behind. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And sure. Bangkok had highways <laughs> for days. Skyscrapers <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Just infrastructure yeah. to boot. And, like, yeah. even we were driving out to, like, the countryside. And, like, it just went on yeah. <laughs> forever. Yep. And I was mm-hmm. just, like, that's such a powerful shift to realize mm. that, like, wait. 
the everybody's same. kind of on the same, yeah. you know, yeah. playing field yeah. here. Architecture is one of those things that'll do that yeah. for you. It's just fascinating. It's phenomenal how advanced, um, you know, architecture is in, in certain yeah. regions of the world. For yeah, sure. be- and Thailand is beautiful. Like, oh, so jealous. Uh, your pictures were and everything. And glittering, and it's yeah. It what was, was your favorite city? Can you say? I would say, you know. I would say Phuket, only because I'm a beach girl. Mm. Like I love the beach. Um, Bangkok, it was surprise. Like I was there three days, and okay. that was enough. Okay, it was because like it's very li- urban. Yeah, living in New York is like okay, city. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, can we come? Can yeah. we just dial it down yeah. a couple notches? Yeah. So. Yeah, that was my yeah Ugh. for sure. So how was Colombia? Colombia was amazing, phenomenal. It was so much fun. Really? I had such a blast. It was my first time in Latin America. Uh, that's definitely on my list. Yeah, yeah. and um, I went with a really big group of actually uh, MBA students from Chicago Booth, uh, but the international students from all over the world. So it's fascinating mm-hmm. because like the Italians would make dinner on the yacht, yes. and then like you know I. I just met people from all over that kind of approached things differently mm-hmm. and just made the whole trip just so fulfilling and, and great. Uh, Cartagena, Medellin, and Bogota. I would say Cartagena was my favorite. That's a coastal city. Mm-hmm. Um, and we stayed in the walled city, which was just colorful. So if oh. you guys know me, I put together shot lists before <laughs> my vacation because I got to take my photos. And colorful cities just like, yeah, they just make my heart so full and yeah. warm. And so I came back just very creatively inspired. I also had Epiphanies. I had my note memo pad and my mm-hmm. phone going with just all sorts of ideas for this and for my life. And uh, it was just perfect. It was amazing. Oh, good. So good. good. So good. Came back refreshed. Yes, yes, refreshed. Um, one thing, though, that to your point, like I was thinking about is just this notion of like visiting versus experiencing mm-hmm. a place. I think it's so easy when you travel to kind of want to stick to what you know. In many Mm -hmm. ways, even though you're in a different environment, you want to go to, you know, the McDonald's or get your fast food or eat burgers or whatever. Although even McDonald's can be McDonald's is different. They give us (laughs) dirt here. They don't care a thing about us in America. Girl, you get organic goat cheese burgers with caramelized onions (laughs) in Europe at McDonald's, okay? So actually, that's a moot point. But, um... Yeah, I think it's so easy to just kind of want to stick to what you know. Yeah. Um, and one of my huge pet peeves on vacation is like, oh, do you speak English? Do you speak English? It's mm-hmm. like, no, you're in somebody else's country. Like, yeah. with the, try with the Spanish. Just yeah. try. You yeah. know, just try. I did it more when we visited Mexico last year because mm-hmm. you know how Spanish forward it happened to. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Thailand, I did... The language is much harder. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah. I did at least, you know, do my little sawadikra, my hello, oh, my thank you. Oh, yes. Because I just think, like, it just shows. It's courtesy. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. manners. It's like, at least try, and then we can get into the English or whatever. So For sure. that was one thing. Um, and then I think every time, like, you can get away, it's just an epiphany of, you know, we're just... We're all the same. We're all oh my human. God. Like even at time I was like, oh, this reminds me of Mexico. This reminds yes. me of Miami. This yes. is like, yeah. We're all the same. Like at the end of the day, we eat, we sleep, yeah. we work. I will say, talking about work, yes, Bangkok is very advanced. Those people work hard though. And really? they work hard. What do you mean? Like and it's just I thought New York was on ten. <laughs> the hustle is so real in Bangkok. Like 
I was almost tired too from just like <laughs> haggling because you know everything oh, is like a haggling yeah. system negotiating yeah. Yeah. they're like oh you gotta take a picture of the cab to make sure that they don't like deny you access mm. or go the wrong way Ooh. like every time I wanna go somewhere oh, really? I was just tired like towards the end I was like girl just give it to me for the price <laughs> whatever just take it like, I can't I can't and I was fascinated by I went on a tour mm. And our tour guide, he works, like, he follows us for the 10 days. So he was mm. with us in Bangkok. He was with us in Phuket. Okay. And then he was, like, in the busy season, because he goes home after the tour. Yeah. He was, like, in the busy season, I'll have, like, two days at home. Oh. And then I'll come back to work for, oh. like, another two-week stint. Oh, wow. And I'm, like, Two weeks on, two days off? Right. Wow. And I'm just, Wait, like, so, like, no weekend? His weekend is whenever he was off. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I can't fathom. I can't. Yeah. Brain does not compute. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. So I, I mean, I took that because you know I'm. I took that <laughs> as like when you're. It's a privilege to be able yes, to like have a voice yes, for yourself yeah. and defend yeah. the type of work life you want mm, to have. Mm, that's so, a word. Yeah. That is a word. It puts a lot of things into context. Like a lot of the conversations that we have on the show are privilege it's a privilege to be able to talk about those for sure okay it's time for rants raves and reviews this is the segment of the show where we each share a product rave a review Mm -hmm. of a service a tool or experience that's positively or negatively impacting our lives okay so what are you doing i'm gonna Keeping on the travel theme, talk nice. about Google Translate. Okay. You text me talking about it was witchcraft. What is <laughs> it? <laughs> it is witchcraft. So Google Translate is an app. I mean, full disclaimer, I haven't done much research except for actually using it on my trip. Okay. And the way I used it, it's an app on my phone that can translate text, but also scan images. So, like, you can hold up the app and take a picture to scan a menu in Spanish, and right before your eyes, like witchcraft, it will translate that oh Spanish into God. English. So you're sitting, looking at your Watching phone screen, it, like, same colors and everything. Yeah, you can hold it up to a stop sign in oh, a, another creepy. language, and it translates it. And then the real creepy feature is that it does audio as well. So if people are around you having an audio, Oh, yes. You could turn that on. I'm using a nail shop. <laughs> um, but all jokes aside, it was awesome. You know, if you're in a different country, different environment, don't understand the language and need a quick tool, I'd highly recommend it. I would say as a word of caution, though, maybe don't pull it out and make yourself look like a tourist mm-hmm. target. You don't want to be the girl that's like holding your phone up, scanning things, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oblivious of your surroundings. What are you doing? Um, I'm doing a rave of sorts. Um, one, some must-have downloads I discovered when I was traveling. One is a currency converter. I don't have mm. a specific one because really I was just like in a panic and download the first one that came yeah. from the App Store. Yeah, currency converter helps a lot. Like in yes. Thailand, it's so different. Mm-hmm. I think like one bot is like thirty-four. I don't know. It's hard. Something that yeah, the it's crazy. Math does and like people, compare. it's so funny. Like people on that trip will be arguing about like you owe me five hundred baht. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like girl, it's nothing. <laughs> it's a few dollars. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not a lot. So currency converter helps a lot, especially yeah. if you have to haggle. Yeah, I lived by that in um, Colombia too because it was the same thing. I think one 
U.S. dollar is like 3,000 pesos. Mm-hmm. Am I making that up? It's something like that where I can't do the quick yeah, mental yeah, math. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. And then I also, going back to embracing the culture that's there, mm. do a, a lot. There's a lot of like common phrase apps for like any language that you need. So, mm. like on the plane, like we could have done this like months before, but I was like, <laughs> I forgot on the plane. <laughs> so, so I downloaded it and like, you know, got myself together with a few keywords. Oh, greetings, salutations. Yes, greetings, you know. How do you get somewhere? Where's the bathroom? Yeah. Things that you need. Necessary. Necessary. <laughs> so, yeah. And then my other rave is I did a group on tour. Oh, nice. A trip. Nice. And I, like, I recommend it to anybody. Mm-hmm. Because you get it. Like, I paid $1,200 for flights and hotel to Thailand. How many days? 10 days. Oh, that's incredible. It's stupid. Wait, and what? <laughs> flights and? Wow. Yeah, and really nice hotels at that. Wow. And I was hesitant because, you guys know, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. So I was like, am I going to be trapped on this tour <laughs> These with people? people? <laughs> but the perks of it is, it's like every day they have excursions, mm-hmm. which you can pay extra to go to these okay. excursions. So we did like the cool ones that we were interested in. And then on days... And then on other days, we just kind of did our own thing. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. good because you could kind of, like, mingle with people when you wanted to. Mm, like, you had that and base. Yes, yes. And then you could do your own thing when you wanted to. And yeah. I found, like, the crowd, like, was really friendly people, diverse. Yeah, yeah. Really diverse group. Um, it was mainly, like, late 20s, early 30s. Oh, with how some, cool. Yeah, like, with some older people. I think there was, like, one family who brought mm. their kid. Um, but yeah, so it's like everyone's kind of really open and down and they like want to hang out. So mm. it's like you have that community if you want it. Yeah. So I recommend it. Yeah. This was my first group travel trip as well mm. where um, I just, yeah, like I think everyone should do a group trip because we got our suite upgraded in Cartagena because, you know, it was a big group reservation. We were mm. able to do things like book the yacht and the cat- the catamaran to go out to the water all day. I couldn't do that by myself. I did that with 18 people. So that type of stuff is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, With big groups as well. Awesome. So we're excited to have Janelle Martinez in the studio with us today. A little bit about Janelle, if you're not familiar with her. She's a multimedia journalist who's been featured on Huffington Post Latino Voices, NBC Latino, Remezcla, Viva La, and many others. She's also the co-founder and chief content officer at 2020 Shift, a social enterprise designed to educate minority millennials on careers in digital media and technology. The Honduran American is the founder of AnaLatina.com, an online destination celebrating diversity among Latinas and profiling Afro-Latinas across the globe. Welcome, Janelle. Yes, welcome. We're so excited to have you here. I'm very excited. Welcome, welcome. Okay, so first things first, I'm Mm -hmm. like personally thrilled because my best friend, Yanori, is also Honduran. She's Garifuna as well, and she's such a fan, and so she told me to send her love. But to that point, it's interesting because we met in college and um, Courtney and I were talking about this. We went to a pretty black high school, Mm -hmm. all black. And it wasn't really until college and Facebook emerged that I started to see kind of the other dimensions of people's blackness. I would see their background was maybe like 
Hawaiian or Asian or, you know, Caribbean or African. And I didn't recognize that. I didn't see that in high school, right? You just kind of see everyone in their black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what I love about you, what we both love about kind of the work you do is that you bring a lot of awareness to those other dimensions of people's identity. Can you speak about kind of what compelled you to do that and what, like, inspired you to do that? Yeah, um, it's interesting because it's really birthed out of a lived experience of mine. Growing up, I had a deep understanding that my family was Honduran. I was Honduran-American. We were Garifuna. And for those that may not be familiar what it means to be Garifuna, essentially, um, in to make a long story short, uh, <laughs> we were enslaved or we were en route from Africa to mm. be slaves um, and did not because we turned up on the ship. And we <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, really? I did not yes. know this. Historical yeah. turn up. So, yeah, Garifuna people, um, also known as Garinagu, um, were in St. Vincent, we're in Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, and Belize. Mm. And um, so growing up, like, I didn't necessarily know, like, all the details of our history, but, mm-hmm. you know, I ate a traditional food, machuca, every Saturday, mm. which is very similar to fufu. Mm. Um, you know, we did things like beluria, so when people pass away a year later, you know, going back to Honduras and celebrating their life. Mm. So, like, I grew up doing things like that. Yeah. Um, eating the traditional foods. Papusas. Chamel. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, like, we definitely, like, love, like, food. Yes, yes. Um, but when I entered into school age, um, I remember, and I always talk about this experience because I really feel like it was very defining for me identity-wise, was introducing myself in class. And mm. uh, another student, after I stood up and said, you know, my name is Jeanette Martinez, he then, like, began to question me, like, how could you, like, be black and you're not Spanish? Because mm. I was using that term interchangeable mm. with Latino right, right. Um, as a kid, you know, right, naturally yeah. so. And he literally debated me for, like, I feel like five to ten minutes about my identity. Wow. And a little kid, and I... Invested. You know, I was just like, yeah, really, if it was today... Right, right. ...a different story completely. How are you going to tell me? Right, exactly. (laughs) But uh, that kind of kick-started, like, my personal, like, like, Mm -hmm. me thinking about my identity more and feeling like some days... I had to make up who I was, like mm. because people didn't understand what mm. it meant, what it means to be black. Let's yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and so, naturally, wanting to go into media and tell stories that I felt like weren't being told, mm. um, I was like, okay. At a certain point, especially this was during the time when I was working at Black Enterprise, so mm-hmm. I was interviewing a lot of entrepreneurs, and the biggest thing they were saying was that I'm solving a big problem and I was like you know in media like I'm not seeing Afro-Latinas in particular being represented and I stopped waiting for like the other publications to do it it. and I was Mm -hmm. like I'm just gonna launch this and I'm definitely in an an analyzer so I was like oh this might not be perfect or this or that but I was so amazed even before launching when I launched like the social media pages just the response from people they were Mm. like oh my gosh, like, can't wait to see the launch and things like that. And then the content, because really, 
I share my personal experience, but what's more important to me is to create this level of community mm, among yes. Afro-Latinas and yes. knowing that we have a space to be celebrated because yeah. traditional media is not necessarily doing that. Um, they're starting to, but this is like why new media is so important is because we don't have to wait for that level of representation yeah. that we yeah. oftentimes had to in the past. Yeah. And I wonder too, like going back to Joy's point about just growing up and having this mm-hmm. single view of blackness. Like when I went to Howard and going there, like until I got there, I just thought like black people just had the same kind of general view on things. Mm-hmm. Like not, not even like just cultural differences, but mm-hmm. like politically yeah. and like just all these other things. Like it's so diverse. Yeah. And that's what college really taught me. And I wonder like, what's the impact of just having this really narrow, view of like Mm. this is what black people are like Mm. and that's it (laughs) yeah it's it's detrimental I think like Mm -hmm. we cannot just have um this one singular view of blackness like blackness is global like it's not owned by one place like there's black people everywhere and I think that sometimes when we have like this linear view of what blackness is we then approach um different issues from that same lens and not embracing mm, of other mm. people's story. Because one thing that um, I get into conversations on social media about is this level of like, well, why do you have to like stress that you're black Latina? Mm. Like it's, it's as if they just want me to put myself in one box, but it's right. like, Hey, you can be black from other places. You can be yes, black yeah. American, you can yeah. be uh, black Canadian, you could be all these yeah. different things, and um, I think it's just important from the level of like respect and yeah. understanding of people. Like, and you're not gonna. I think people are not gonna get it off the bat. There are certain things that I may not understand, um, like something that someone else, like an African American experience, mm-hmm. I may not a hundred percent understand certain things, but I am black American because yes. I too live mm-hmm. here. Exactly. I'm just by way of Honduras. Yeah, um, and I can relate to that too, being yeah. first generation Ghanaian mm-hmm. and growing up yeah. in Africa a lot, mm-hmm. coming here in the fourth grade and maybe not having watched, you know, certain popular TV series, still not having seen like the original Oz and things like that. Yeah. Um, and my excuse is always like, I didn't grow up here. But it's true because a lot of times we can get a very narrow view and expect people to have watched the same things, grown up on the same experiences, had Mm -hmm. like the same kind of cultural upbringing, and it's Mm -hmm. just not the case. But it makes me think about like a lot of the unseen attributes of identity, even in the workplace. Um, And so recently, every time there's an opportunity at my company to do like an org announcement, if I'm getting promoted or moving around, and Mm -hmm. we send out like a blast to everyone just to tell a little bit about ourselves, I love including where I grew up, you know, where my family's lived. And I always get contacted by so many colleagues who are like, oh, my God, like you lived in Zambia. I did, too. Like, let's talk about it. And so it makes me think about presenting more of sort of this unseen self when it comes to identity, to your point about like showcasing Mm -hmm. that you are not just black, you're Afro-Latina and bringing all those elements of your identity. It it creates points that other people can kind of latch on to. And then you have things in common. Exactly. But on the other hand, your workplace has to be embracive and inclusive of that. Right. And that, I think, is an issue in a lot of media. So can you speak to like Mm -hmm. helping brands and corporations create spaces where they're not just recognizing diversity, but really celebrating and making it inclusive and embracing all of these unseen differences? Yeah, I think when it comes to the professional setting of being embracive of people's identity, 
first off, I think we just have to have these conversations. Like there needs to be a level of investment, not just on the employee's end, but Mm -hmm. also it starts at the top, right? So um, it's maybe approaching, and it's not the easiest, but maybe there's a way of approaching, you know, the executive levels of these companies and A, asking them questions like, well, have we ever thought about including um, more content around XYZ mm. or mm. what if I put on a one day or even a one hour introductory to X culture yeah, or, you know yeah. things like yeah. that where we can have these sorts of conversations that would be so much more beneficial than like <laughs> no shade to my employer but like the team building stuff like Taco Tuesday and like yeah. stuff like that yeah. <laughs> actually like barely scratching the surface right like have like people really bring the, their culture in themselves and like introduce that that I think Absolutely. that would be so much more beneficial yeah than, like, like a Happy hour. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because think about the money that companies spend to do that sort of thing. Like, oh, like a lunch and learn, but like a taco Tuesday. Like, think about that. Let's just (laughs) take that money and actually do something that's going to, A, be educational, but also... um, I think actually affect the bottom line because mm-hmm. there are communities looking for certain content yeah. and representation. And that's the biggest thing is like if you can show that um, the buying power, like black people, we have an mm-hmm. immense yeah. amount of buying power. Yeah. The same can be said amongst Latinos. So yeah. it's like if you can showcase that, I mean, companies yeah. are all in for anybody that's willing to write, write a check or spend money. Or, yeah, know, yeah, something. definitely. Well, I mean, one thing about you, your resume is very impressive in terms of brands that you've worked with, even as a freelance yes. journalist. Um, so tell us about those companies, you know, the Huffington Post and the Remez Club that are investing and do care about this dialogue around identity and representation. What's it like working with companies like that who get it and are mm-hmm. progressive? And what would be your advice to maybe people in corporations who aren't quite there yet but trying to bring that into their spaces? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Actually, the majority of the companies that I've worked with are kind of culturally focused. Mm-hmm. So they naturally get it but I will say even in companies that do quote unquote get it there's always room for improvement Mm, um whether and it's not always just on the cultural end maybe it's in tapping communities like the LGBTQ community or Mm -hmm. you know other underserved communities yeah if you will um but it's been it's been great actually working with those types of companies because if let's say I pitch an idea, they're typically open to it. And if they don't understand because Mm -hmm. of the lens and the framework that these people, um, the editors are coming Mm -hmm. from, they are naturally going to ask the questions that would allow me to explain and say, okay, well, this is the benefit Mm -hmm. to said outlet. Um, But for, I guess the companies that would need or should improve, you know, um, I think for them, it's essentially being open mm. to pitches from not just the editors they normally Yeah, people would who tap. look different from yeah, what exactly. they're used to working with. And then also, too, just um, I think sometimes with journalism, to keep it 100, um, it's a lot of relationship building. Mm-hmm. And I think it's beneficial in the sense that, like, if you've developed relationships, whether through social media, mm-hmm. um, through being in people's inboxes, or actually having a face-to-face kind of conversation, conversation yeah. with people mm-hmm. 
that's going to be beneficial because yeah. they now think of you when they think of an opportunity. Yeah. But there's going to be people that are trying to get to that level, and I think that you have to be open to um, having those conversations with those people, but mm-hmm. also on the flip side for those that are trying to build relationships with editors – you got to come correct. Mm, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So that means... What does that look like? Yes. Please yeah. break it down. <laughs> so, A, do your research. Mm. If you have a if you have a pitch, make sure that it's timely or make sure you're framing it around something that is relevant to that publication. Mm. Also, it boils down to make sure you're sending it to the right editor. Um, mm. You just can't send a pitch. If Let's say you're trying to... Um, write a financial piece yes. and you're sending it the pitch to the lifestyle editor, Yeah, you yeah. might... Uh, the lifestyle editor, if they're nice, they may send it over to yeah. the right person, but, but you can't mm-hmm. expect you can't that to be the case it, because right. also they want you to know... that They want to know that you do your research, that yeah. you're thorough. So yeah. make sure that you're actually sending it to the right person. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that you're timely with it. And then also be diligent in following up. You may not always get a yes off the bat, yeah. but... You need to be able to communicate that value, um, not just of the story that you're pitching, but your value, too. Yeah. Um, so just make sure that you're packaging your stuff correctly um, and be diligent in following up and also with the work that you're doing. Yeah. And also, too, it's really important that you create your brand online um, in the sense that, like, are you talking about these topics that you're right, essentially right, writing yeah. about? Whether it's are, like blogging, right, blogging, or contributing, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like just doing the work outside of relying on a publication, because mm-hmm. now you can create your own content. Yeah, and hey, there's a lot of opportunities in that. Yeah, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. So one thing that you seem to have done very well as well is leverage your background and your identity as kind of like almost sort of like a skill (laughs) or a value proposition Mm. to brands, right? And to um, employers, people you're partnering with. How can we all think about doing that, whether it's cultural, whether it's just, you know, the educational experience and trajectory we had or some of these like extracurricular things we do, like this podcast or whatever it is that's on people's, you know, kind Mm of portfolio that falls outside of the resume, how can we start to leverage some of that stuff and market it? Yeah. I think first and foremost, um, use social media wisely um, in the sense that, again, creating that content outside of just working with the brand. Mm. Um, So I know for myself, I'm always talking about culture and identity. Mm. And I also think that it's just a natural passion of mine, mm-hmm. and that, I guess, resonates with a lot of these brands mm-hmm. or potential yeah, partners yeah. is because I actually love this. Like, yeah. And also, this is my life, right? <laughs> yeah. So I, I can't not be black Latina. Yeah. Um, so that actually helps with um, these conversations and the yeah. opportunities because they're looking for someone that is going to authentically speak to yeah. said demographic. And to, like, connect back to your question, I think – you said, like, create. how do you create a value from your background? But I think even just pivoting to, like, view your background as mm. valuable, mm. I think a lot deep. of times people yeah. just, like, they don't yeah. look at themselves yeah. that way. That's Th- true. That's a good point. Because also, too, sometimes we take for granted what comes natural to yes. us or yes. what our identity is. Yes. And for some places, like, they're looking for a voice. They're yeah. looking to have 
or include someone of a said background yeah. or that's going to bring a certain skill and know that when you can fill a void, that's really a big mm-hmm. thing. Like if you can do something and you can communicate effectively your value, yeah, then you've already like yeah. gone halfway in. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. We know you're a self-proclaimed travelista. So what are like some of your favorite destinations that you've been to or most memorable kind of adventures um, during your global travels? Um, So what naturally comes to mind is Paris. Mm. Um, I studied abroad there for Uh. like six weeks in college. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so (laughs) interesting. (laughs) That is awesome. But what did you love about Paris? Like what? It was just the whole city in general. It was a whole city, but it was in particular because I was learning about like the African diaspora in Mm. relation to Paris. And Mm. I think a lot of people go to Paris and France and they do the quote unquote touristy things. But Mm -hmm. like we were speaking with... um, like there's a woman there that does like a black experience tour. Like mm. got to, oh, that's really she cool. was our tour instructor every week. We what did that a, entail? So we would go um, and see like where Josephine Baker, oh. you know, would dance, oh, and wow. we would meet with artists there and talk oh, about so their cool. experience. Um, so for me, it was really just like seeing the black experience outside of the United States and mm. also in Central America. So to actually experience that on a daily basis yeah. is just awesome. It's called the Perry Noir program through Syracuse University. Oh, Definitely okay. check it out, anyone cool. out there. Um, so that was really good. But then also recently, um, a few months ago rather, I went to Dubai mm. um, and that was awesome oh and we you know i got we that, all that, went to dubai yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody went there. what did you think because that you know that whole um i came back and i had interesting feelings just about the expat experience there particularly mm. black folks a lot of africans um oh that's a deeper conversation interesting because i mm. feel like i was in a very it was very touristy mm. so dubai did you go to abu dhabi I went for just a day. Okay. Though. Okay. But it was super touristy. Um, and I did like it, but I definitely felt like it was like very vacation y. Yeah. Like, and I always look to try to find like the actual real yeah. Dubai, but I feel yeah, like yeah. I couldn't find it outside yeah. of going to the souks. Well, I was fortunate to have a sorority mm. sister who's teaching in LA and oh, outside Abu nice. Dhabi. Okay. So um, actually, her profile is on our website. It's an Adventures Abroad yes. profile with Brandy. She's an educator down there, um, and she had some very interesting perspectives. So definitely check mm, that out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to because I would yeah. like to, you know, yeah, that flip side. Yeah. yeah. You know what I want? To, I'm interested to know what. 
like countries would you recommend or do you want to visit and haven't visited yet in Latin America? Because oh, yes. global warming is real and I'm looking for a new home country. Just in case. <laughs> well, I love Colombia. We've talked you about did? that. Oh my gosh. Cartagena in particular. I've heard, loved it. Yeah. And that's where all the African descent folks were. That's where my people were. Yeah. That felt like home. Oh my gosh. It was, I loved it. But that was my first country visiting down there. Okay. So I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely want to go to Colombia. Okay. Um, have to go to Brazil. Mm. Bahia. Mm. Everyone that's gone there, I've just heard just amazing stories. And I just feel like a connection with Brazil. Mm. I don't know what it is, okay. but I feel like just as black people, sometimes, mm. you know, there's just things that just connect us. And I don't know, for some reason, I just really want to go to Brazil. Yeah. Um, and, Girl, take and, us with you. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm looking for a new house. Let's plan yes. trip. <laughs> Meaning new home country because yes. let's look at how the election is yeah, turning that out. Too. Yes, that too. Yes, yes. Yeah, so definitely Brazil. Janelle, this has been fantastic. Yeah, so much yeah, fun. Yeah, Where can we connect with you? Where are you around the web? Oh, definitely check out social media. I'm Janelle M. Writes. Like, I'm always on Twitter, so just tweet me. Um, also, yeah, and you got a Cosmos top oh, Twitter yeah. account to follow. Yeah, Lots of fun Cosmos accolades, so definitely follow her on Twitter. Oh, but yeah, tweet me at any point. Um, <laughs> also visit AintSaLatina.com, also 2020Ship.com. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Okay, let's take a little break. Yes, courtesy of our friend of the show, Quad. What's Quad talking about? Well, we got a new segment we'd like to introduce to you all called Corporate Ninja. Oh, boy. And now it's time for Corporate Ninja 101, Corporate Isms Decoded. Great idea. Let's table that for another discussion, okay? So often using a group meeting, this statement leads you, the Eager Beaver employee, to believe that you have raised a good point. Maybe, but probably not. It is usually an artful dodge of a point deemed beyond the scope of the conversation. And furthermore, if no indication has been given as to the timing of the next conversation, then your idea most likely has been relegated to the netherworld of oblivion, resulting in one of the politest ways to shade someone in corporate America. That's a great question. Ladies and gentlemen, do not trust a speaker that uses that's a great question more than two times. This is one of my personal favorite-isms. It makes the question asker feel legitimized in the eyes of the crowd. Hell, if it's you, it even makes you want to brush that proverbial dirt off your shoulder. I mean, how often is anything you do at work actually deemed great? And who doesn't like to be called great? The truth of the matter is, while the accolade actually holds true under certain circumstances, the reality of the matter is that it's actually a panel stall tactic. 
chances are that the person never really thought of your question and is trying to buy a few precious seconds between the crowd reflecting on the quote-unquote greatness of the question and the mediocrity of the questions that preceded it. The that's a great de denotation is less of an indictment of the question asker than it is of the speaker. He or she thinks that they themselves are so smart that they can actually anticipate most questions. It is only because they didn't expect your question that it's in fact deemed great. And I'm not really sure if that fits the definition of great. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. Look, I use it all the time. It's a good ism that works. Just use it sparingly. It's that time again for Ask Job Logs, and that's where we turn to the mailbag and address yes. your career and life questions. You can submit your questions to us at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. Mm -hmm. um, and our first question is from Anonymous. <laughs> Hi, Joblogs team. One of my coworkers just got fired today after passing mm -hmm. her six-month probationary period. I know that being fired isn't a sudden or overnight kind of thing, but it's still pretty shocking. What are some things you do so you can mentally process someone being fired and avoid the black vortex of thinking that you're the next one to be fired? Um, number one, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, seriously, I just, I, can't, I don't, I can't focus yeah, on it's too that. Much. I'm also at a really big public company and layoffs pretty much happen every year this time. Mm -hmm. So it's the type of thing that I've grown to kind of get used to, which is useful because you really can't even, you know, even in a smaller environment, I totally understand kind of getting caught up in like seeing people and being fearful of yourself being next. But I would say like you have to focus on the work, which yeah. is much easier said than done. But you can't get caught up. Some things you can do is just like not gossiping with people about like what's going on and who's next and why did they yeah. do it? Like you just you have to opt out to that stuff because you can't worry about the things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. And then the other piece, which... We've talked about is like also getting fired is not the worst thing in the world. It's and not. Once you feel that way, once you realize that like the yeah. majority of usually it helps <laughs> if you've been fired. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like this is fine. <laughs> fired, laid off, whatever you want to call it, voluntarily left. Um, it's not the end of the world, and you yeah. keep moving from it. When you have that kind of mentality, you don't fear it. As yeah, much. and also I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. <laughs> exactly. My resume stays up to date. Come on. Like LinkedIn, summary, it. profile, I, coffee chats. I know. <laughs> Honestly, if you don't, even if you are 200% happy at your job, if you don't have people in your inbox hitting you up every now and then with some offers, yeah. you're not doing it right. You got to keep you got to keep the the opportunities flowing. Yeah. Have that exit strategy. Okay, because they will give you that two weeks notice mm -hmm. and not look back. And yep. I know some people are very much like into loyalty, and I get that, and that's a wonderful personality <laughs> attribute to have. However, realize mm. that the gig will drop you and keep it moving. So you yep. need to be prepared to be able to do the same. Absolutely. Um, but good luck. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> uh, we have another question from Abby A. Hi, Abby. 
says, hi, I found out about your podcast from iTunes New and Noteworthy banner. A, look at y'all. She look said at me. That. <laughs> this podcast came at the perfect time for me because I just got my first corporate job Aww. in the accounting field. I'm still in school. I have about two years to go. My question is about entrepreneurship. I noticed that on your show, you've interviewed a lot of people who started their own thing. My problem is I'm not finding my own thing. I love R&B music and hip-hop music. I could talk about it for hours, and a lot of my friends always come to me if they need new music to listen to. I'm also a bit of a foodie. However, I'm finding it hard to monetize slash start a business. I'm not an art- artist whatsoever. Help. Okay. So I feel I sense a like zero to sixty <laughs> mindset here, like which my, I can relate to. Yeah, and especially like when I first moved to New York and everyone has all these slashes on their business cards, mm-hmm. it's like pressure to like, what is my thing? What is my business? What's my brand? Slash designer slash DJ. Yeah, it's so not necessary. Like, mm-hmm. just test the waters. Like, you don't have to like commit to like this is my thing. This is my business. Mm-hmm. Like, do some freelance work. Like, write for a publication take on a client in like Mm -hmm. this area and just get a feel for if this is even your thing yeah and like doing those like one-off projects or volunteer work or whatever it allows you to kind of explore that area and really narrow down like you love music but like what aspect of the industry are you really interested in that's a good point and also congratulations on landing the job you said you got the job you said you're also in school so to me I know personally that's a bit of a red flag because on my side, mm. I'm one to always try to add something to my plate That's instead true. of focusing on doing what I'm already doing very well. Yeah. And so I would caution, and not to deter you, but I would just caution and say, like, you are now entering a new job. Feel it out a bit. Yeah. Feel out your time, your energy. See if you have the space or the mental capacity to even take something else yeah. on. You know, finish school. Focus on that. Do that really well. Feel that out and see where you have space and energy yeah. and time. Take your time. Yeah. You don't need to be an entrepreneur for the sake of being one. L'Oreal thompson Payton, who's a contributor on our website, wrote a really great article called There's No Shame in a 9 to 5 because I think we live in a society that does promote kind of be your own boss and do your own thing and a lot comes with that exactly so good luck you know focus figure it out oh the other thing i'd say too from last episode with jonathan is which it sounds like you're already doing just take inventory of the things people ask you about just start making a list um, when people come to you and ask you a certain question and write down exactly what the questions are because mm. you'll start to see patterns and trends in what people are approaching you about. Yeah, it's music, but what about music is it? Is it like what's new and what's hot that they're asking you about? That might give you insight into something. Is it like Marketing the actual... Right, yeah. exactly. So start doing that. Take it from there. But one day at a time, girl. Now it's time for Hired and Fired, where we serve up hiring or termination papers to people in media pop culture who are pretty much killing it or not doing so well. So, Courtney, you're up. What are you doing today? I always hire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's all good. It's all good. (laughs) Um, So... This week, I'm, you know, I'm in a mood mm-hmm. with the election stuff Ugh. ramping up. I'm just feeling very prematurely nostalgic mm. about my beloved Flotus. 
Michelle. I love her so much. Yeah. I love her so much. So this we're just going to have a quick, like, fangirl session. Let's do over it. Over the greatness of Michelle Obama. Yes. Um... Did you see her at that banquet for, like, the Prime Minister of Canada? No. Oh, my God. She had, like, her <laughs> hair had just body for days, and it was, like, swooped and curled. And then really? she had this gorgeous gown, but it had, like, kind of a peekaboo thigh situation happening. Hold on, I need to look this up. Like, this, her leg would come out, and it was just, oh. She slays. Everything. Everything. And so we can tie this back to work. I I mean, but do we have to? I mean, but you know what? Because Michelle has something to teach you in every facet Mm, of your life. mm. Uh, I read this really great article from The Verge on Mm. her. It's called At Michelle Obama, an exclusive look at how the first lady mastered social media. Mm. And it really, it's a great read, um, especially if you're like trying to implement social media in like places where that's not normally done. Yeah. Um, And she talks a lot about like how she worked with her team to like, Stay on top of like what's hot right now, and yeah. how like it leverages against her brand. Mm. It was interesting. Like um, the person who wrote the article asked, like, which could she, would she do the dab? Mm. And she had to run it through her team, and they vetoed it. Oh, she ran it through the team. Yeah, said no, the ma'am. Team said no, ma'am, because that's allegedly marijuana related. So we oh, will not have it. Oh, I see. But um, yeah, I just love watching her like through this whole yeah all these both turns because yeah. like if you recall, y'all weren't seeing it for her when they first got there. Who y'all? We <laughs> I'm gonna just sit. the usuals. <laughs> they were saying like you know she was just this angry militant, blah blah blah, uh-huh. and she just proceeded to like embrace who she yeah. was. Like she yeah. didn't like fake to be something else. Yeah, and like now she's like America's coolest mom. She's incredible. She's incredible, and I love that she's such a huge advocate of health and wellness. And you know she's well dressed and she's supportive, yeah. but she has her own voice. She's just <sighs> I know. moment. I know, Just so I'm moment. really, I'm really excited to see what she does after Barack oh, is out of here, and these I girls are in college. Like Michelle unleashed, I can't wait the era. <laughs> You're hired, hire me, whatever. <laughs> Just let's be together. Come on, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> we go we need to have a little adulting moment okay so i I just want to create the space for us to share tips on just being a better higher functioning adult yeah because i mean we're getting to a place (laughs) we're at a place in our lives where we are adults like we're we're not not, we are not the 18 to 24 demo not even we're not the youth (laughs) there's things you have to learn Mm -hmm. you know and unlearn So I just want us to share like some things. Okay. T- this week in adulting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you learn on your travels about adulting? Not itemizing the bill, guys. <clears throat> when you're with a large group, a okay. large group. And trust me, like it pains my heart as much as it pains the next person's oh, there's heart. There's been many to a split to check pay, my heart. Right. For your wine and the two episodes. And I try not to let it affect like how I think <laughs> about the person who like snuck mm. in their extra plate. I try. I mean, we're still on it. But <laughs> 
But nevertheless, adulting means pulling out that cash or that check yeah. and splitting the bill evenly. Don't it's not worth be it. the person at a large group dinner who agreed to go to dinner with 10 people and wants to sit there and itemize. Do long division on the back of the receipt. <laughs> Itemize your bill for a $4 difference <laughs> that, like, girl, don't do it. Just down the middle when it's a large group. That is adulting. It's not great, but don't go out to eat if you're not willing to do that. True. That's just it. That's a word. Right? I mean, I mean, is it, it's a I word bargain? I'm reluctant, but it is a word because it's just truth. too much. You That's look a truth. fool in you this do. restaurant. <laughs> That's true. What about you? Um, I am discovering that team carry-on mm. is a key part of adulting. <laughs> like, you gotta edit. You can't. <laughs> like, it's, your luggage is getting lost. It's taking forever. Like, you gotta, once you get off the plane, to, like, wait on that little carousel, which is really just a Wait, conveyor belt. Can I tell hoping you something? That your can I luggage tell you comes. in Colombia, Regina's luggage got lost every single leg uh, of the trip. Four flights, her luggage got lost three times. Oh, my God. See, that's a sign. <laughs> the check-in. Right. So to your point. It's just wishful thinking. Like yeah. you just hope it gets there. Yeah. Girl, you're traveling for four days. You don't need eight outfits. <laughs> you don't. Four you don't need. You're right. Like, I mean, four. Just be, be <laughs> conscientious about your packing. Like, yeah. Come on. Okay, this episode was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks so much to Janelle, Quad, all y'all for listening. You guys are the real MVPs. Yeah, catch us around the web at joblogs.com, which is really an awesome resource, you guys. It's more than a blog. Check it out for great articles from wonderful contributors. We're also at Joblogs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can find tons of resources and continue the conversations we're having. Yep, and I am on the web at Hey Miss Parker, H-E-Y-M-I-S-S-P-A-R-K-E-R-R, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, follow me. Um, same places, at Cleave Out Loud, C-L-E-V-E Out Loud. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on the iTunes store. That helps us grow, and you guys are so awesome. You've been leaving us so many nice words. We read every single one of them. Sure. Thank you. It makes the Monday so much better. Yes. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Do you roll? We need a roll. Rolling method. How do you find everything the rolling in your method? You roll your clothes up. I know. <laughs> I, know. I was like, roll what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, not the show. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I don't even know how I fit everything in my carry on. But I mean, I'm just like I do. I like plan my outfits for the day, and mm. like sometimes it's like, can this cute top? Mm. Can these two cute tops work with one pant? That's true. And pull it off. That's true. Okay. Lighter jackets and warmer climates. That's true. You know. The Wear everything heavy on the flight. Dash strategies. You're welcome. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.